Hi everyone. Thanks for coming here. So this is the first episode of our podcast. We will be discussing dark matter today. So first of all, you might think why should we learn about dark matter? I'm a software engineer or uh, I'm a lawyer or I'm a accountant. Why should I learn about dark matter? Uh well if you think that you are a part, part of this universe and if you believe in the concept of this eternal cosmos that exists around us 85% of it is dark matter okay so if you if you care about that the majority of it that's dark matter we don't even know what it is which is why it's called dark matter so learning about this stuff you will not get asked a interview question about this you will not get a raise from this but you will get a, a spiritual sense of feeling that you are one with the universe and i think it's a really good feeling to have and it it's i think i would advise people to get their mind blown at least couple of times a week that gets that gets you grounded which means the fact that your brain is still able to get blown means that there are things in the universe that we that we may never understand like that is far beyond the reach of what a human brain can possibly perceive but if we can't preserve what we have already done imagine losing all the physics all the science all the biology all the everything the complete science that we have gathered as a civilization as a species we lose this and if the coming future generations have to start this from ground up imagine how long it's going to take and you can't guarantee that things would be the same way so you can say the modern physics only developed in the last 100 years like 150 years but you have to see that last 100 years had a i think it had a like too many intelligent people in that century uh, it, it's beyond i don't feel like it's a coincidence also um abnormal amount of scientists uh, that have far more capable brains and intelligence that we can ever possibly uh, imagine to begin with so you can't guarantee that will happen in the future so for example there are people and there is a concept um, called flat earth and there are people who believe in this concept and uh, i'll tell you a small story so there was this um, greek uh, physicist um, called aristotle i might have butchered the pronunciation but just search for it 
so this guy i think this is in uh, uh, old world like before the common era and this was in uh, way back where the greece was supposedly the uh, best civilization around during that time the alexandria those days so they looked at a place where they they have seen that on a particular day sunlight would directly fall onto the object there and it would form it wouldn't form a shadow so he observed that and he used that uh, to prove the fact that earth was a globe that the earth was round and and this is like before the common era right and if people are coming now saying that scientifically proven like there's a proper scientific method involved to any claim that any like even imagine albert einstein is still alive and we know how much he did and he put up a theory now no one would take it as granted oh he's einstein he couldn't be wrong no there's a particular scientific method that scientists follow which i think we should be very grateful for and this scientific method puts theory i i i, I can't i don't think we can say it a theory in a, in a physics uh, term way because in physics and or in science in general theory is something that is uh, that you can say it as a law like it's it's decided that it's a fact that's the truth okay and to become a theory you have to start at an idea how to form a hypothesis hypothesis is where you're proposing this theory might be true so unless it's true it will stay a hypothesis okay once you prove the hypothesis it becomes a theorem a theory okay so if einstein also wanted to publish a paper right now he'd have to go through that process and there'll be experimental physics physicists trying to replicate that using the uh, whatever equipment that is available right now and i think many of us know this recently uh, we've had a first picture taken of a black hole and if you put einstein's equations into a computer simulation and you can if you can have computing power that is able to track the movement of particles if it's able to simulate that using einstein's equations you can actually see that that would be the shape of that and if you see the photo it would be the exact same thing so it's it's beautiful that uh, an object that's in another galaxy few like few hundreds of light years far away from us we are able to capture the image and a person living on a small planet that's probably nothing in front of that black hole has come up with that picture in his mathematical calculations 100 years ago 
so that's the extent we've reached and we should be proud of that and people say why should i learn physics so imagine if physics had feelings and it said if you say that you don't like me or uh, you don't want to learn me if it started turning against you believe me you would not survive physics is the reason the only reason that you exist that you have a uh, eyes that you have the eyes and ears all the senses that the light everything that is in existence is because physics physics is the key to the universe so that's why we should learn this coming to the topic at hand so what is dark matter so funny thing dark matter is actually a misleading word because it assumes that we know that this particular thing is matter we don't know that we don't know what it is it's something there then how did we find it okay so if you take every everything that's in a galaxy the complete mass and of every each and every particle and you take that number and calculate how much gravity that should be available in that galaxy there's a clear mismatch that there is a lot of gravity but there is no matter there like they can't explain where this extra this thing is coming from so we there is dark gravity we can be sure of that there's something that's causing this abundance of gravity that doesn't seem to be coming from any source there is there's no source for this gravity okay so there is something there we don't know if it's matter or something but we know its properties it doesn't interact with our matter if it's dark matter it doesn't involve with what we consider as normal matter it doesn't interact with it and so light if you strip down it's just photons which is a fundamental particle of our matter that comprises our matter so it doesn't interact with light which is why it's dark right so scientists try scientists try to understand what this is how this came to be and there are some theories uh, saying that uh, it might be um, some made up of some particles that we have <laughs> that we have not yet discovered and uh, how this theory comes up is so there are basic fundamental particles like quarks um, bosons 
leptons neon all these things <coughs> right so there's something called neutrinos and the main interesting thing about a neutrino is that <coughs> they're actually quite abundant so if you actually put a x-ray uh, telescope towards the sun you can see that sun is emitting like crazy amount of neutrinos like uh, the amount of solar solar neutrinos that hit a cubic inch on earth is like some billion at billions of neutrinos right so they, but we, we are not affected by it it doesn't in, interact with any of our matter it it ever so slightly interacts with normal matter but if you have a electric electromagnetic field you'll be able to control it and that's that's different so it's it it's not far fetched that there might be a matter that's made up of particles that don't interact with our matter it's not very far fetched because we already have detected particles that are near to that like that almost don't interact with anything right but there's one more thing here this supposedly dark matter that we are talking about it just doesn't interact with our matter it doesn't even interact with itself so that's why you don't see dark pla- dark matter planets or dark matter stars because interacting with yourself is what makes this this sort of accumulation of matter and concentration of that matter that bounds together by gravity forms a star or a planet or anything really so if you don't even interact with yourself you're going to be dilute so that's why if you can see x-ray bursts coming from any quasars or a, a pulsar or any distant deep space object you can see diluted area that's affecting the gravity that's being showed uh, in the calculations so this there's some extra gravity coming from that sort of diffused uh, diluted transparent uh, area so that's dark matter that's that's whatever that's causing the dark gravity is there and because it doesn't interact with itself it means that it's basically stripped to its basic components so it exists in a lowest form of matter it can be so imagine there is no no molecules or no atoms imagine there are just quarks different types of quarks different electrons neutrinos protons uh, z bosons just hanging out there so if there is if there is no gluon that can match this sort of uh, quark pairs you can't you can't form anything that that's how everything is formed right so why should that be our concern so why should we as a civilization understand dark dark gravity or dark matter so 
anything anything you can get your hands on in the universe any data that you can is gold okay you don't have to um no diverge it or uh, discuss it on the pay categorize it on the basis of the usage of it observing anything in the universe or observing any data is is gold in the sense that imagine a, a telescope like hubble the data that's published uh, i mean that hubble has taken over the years that collected the data it's not gone it's in a public archive library that anyone just getting an approval can access it for their research so it's like you're forming this huge uh, data storage of the universe that you can just go and refer to without getting your time on the hubble space telescope and that there are a lot of papers that have come through with the archival data of the hubble telescope so this one more reason that why does dark gravity or the dark matter is so much why is normal matter so disproportionate with it like um, it's not 50 50 it's not 30 40 it's 85 15 sort of and scientists can't imagine to explain come up with an explanation of how this this could have happened but there is something to it so these are all just hypothesis so there is no experimental evidence to it but these are like thought experiments that scientists have trying to come up with a solution for the problem at hand so imagine this there are four fundamental forces right we all know what those are gravitational force which is probably the weakest of all forces probably not probably it's definitely and it's like a, like a way big margin like the margin of how weak it is than the the force that's just behave it and the funny part is that the force that gravity is less than is called weak nuclear force it's a, it's a weak force and gravity is weaker than that okay and there's this thing called strong nuclear force and this is electromagnetic force so out of these four fundamental forces three of them exist in very close quarter so two of them are anyway nuclear so they exist in atomic level you can't have them these forces are very strong but they are they can affect objects in microscopic distances okay on the other hand gravity which is like the like way way less than the strongest force okay but still it affects pluto which is many billion kilometers away from sun probably 90 billion i might be uh, wrong on this but it's around 90 billion kilometers from sun but sun has an effect on that how is this possible 
the weakest of force has the largest distance of impact how how can this be so earlier we used to think of it from newton's perspective where he said so it's inversely proportional to the distance of uh, the ob- distance between the objects and it's like gmmr2 by r square whatever that is then it's not wrong it's just that we have to come beyond that we have to have relativity in the picture to understand this right so what does relativity relativity say relativity says that there is no such thing as gravitation force gravity is an illusion the space time fabric where everything every known matter exists it's it's in the space time fabric right so the matter the mass sort of warps this space time fabric around it so it, it creates this sort of a valley around it in pencil due to its mass and when that happens anything that approaches that region where the bend is starting sort of what we call the event horizon usually we refer it up for a black hole black hole but that starting of that dip that gravitational well that can be considered as event event horizon in a black hole so that point after that you feel the gravity of uh, that object doesn't mean that there is some force it's just that the object is still trying to go in a straight line but the the, the path it's going on is bent in such a way that it's always going on a straight line but the path it's going on is bending right so it doesn't even understand how it came to that same point again so it, it's going in rounds it's going around so that's what gravity is said to be now there's one last thought that binds all this with dark matter so now scientists have come up with a other hypothesis that explains why that might explain why we have this extra uh, sort of gravity so we know that gravity is sort of a weak force already it acts at a distance right so if this happens and it acts at such large distances maybe maybe it's not as weak as we thought because there might be another dimension which only gravity can access only it can pass through that dimension and it already travels on that loop so it appears weak for us but it's already there it can access that dimension to go near that object and affect it but it seems to us that the object is here but the gravity is in sort of a loop on in itself which is a very small dimension for us uh, 
to perceive to understand it or to visualize it it's it's very small that only gravity can access it so maybe that's why gravity is weak because it's escaping through that dimension to somewhere else it's dissipating so that's that's where the extra gravity is coming from the weakest force is weak for a reason and while these all seem like really logical or uh, it might seem like this is how it is but we can't be sure of that because if there's one thing that's true about science it's that it's always developing it it refines itself it it comes up with filters it comes up with scrutiny and i can't believe how many times science has been perfected so and there are still people who don't understand that but anyway so understanding this is very crucial and i hope you get it it's it's not very important but if you if you have this perspective of cosmos in you i'm sure it will make you a better person you'll definitely have humility you can you'll you'll get this sense of uh, insignificance yeah i know it seems like a negative word but not in this sense being rendered insignificant is something that's vast huge and has probably the all possible outcomes that probability can predict predict is available in this place and i don't feel being insignificant in front of that it's it's a good feeling and i hope you share it with me thanks for hanging there in here let me know if you have any issues with this podcast i can really try to adjust it however you do however you want and um, i hope you apologize for any mistakes over this not the logic part or the science part i'm very good with that but the grammatical mistakes in my language or anything i don't have any scripts for this so this is just us having a conversation and let's be happy that it's been made possible by genius people who invented this internet cheers guys never stop asking questions